Good afternoon. Welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. I'm Dr. Missy Hood, and welcome to Friday. Um, I hope you guys have had a great week. I'm going to go ahead and fade this out, and we'll get started and get you on with your Friday. Um, a lot of things going on. I know you guys are probably sick of the warfare right now. I am, too. I'm um, just being honest. Um, but, you know, God's got a purpose in it all. He knows what he's doing. He knows where he's moving us into. Um, he knows the whys. Hey, Sonia, good afternoon. Good to see everybody. But he knows why he's putting us through all this. And I believe it has to do with fortitude, building fortitude, building endurance, um, but also forcing the body to get cleaned up and start to learn protocol, to do things God's way. Hey, James, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Um, and, it, you know, I think that, and I've noticed this on all social media platforms, by the way. Everybody's so sick. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. As you're coming, joining in on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, everybody's tired of the narrative. They're tired of what's going on. They want to see action on all seven mountains. I, I'm right there with you. I do too. Um, but unfortunately, we're kind of at the mercy of God right now. And I believe that God is also waiting for us to step in and learn how to war effectively um, I, and I had some friends of mine asking me, you know, well, when is God going to move? When is God going to move? When is God going to move? And I said, He's, you're not waiting for him to move. He's waiting for you to war and learn to war effectively and come up and get cleaned up so that you can come up and rule and reign with him in, in heavenly places so that we can actually get our lives back. And so there's a lot of things going on right now because remember, I think we forget really quickly. I feel like people's... um memories are really short and they forget that God's coming back for a pure spotless bride, a warring bride, learning how to rule and reign with him in heavenly places. And so if you're finding yourself in frustration, you're not the only one. We're all waiting for good things to break through. Um, but God told me just about three days ago, he said, the test is almost over. Just hang on. It's almost over. Hang on. Bear with me. How do I like this purple background we got going today? I love these purples, man. These pinks and stuff on here. This is kind of fun. It's nice. It's nice for a Friday, huh? I kind of like it. So hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome to the 15 Minute Rev again. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. I'm glad you joined me today. What's the title today as we're moving into this new place of God's heart? Learning about a whole lot of new angels. We're meeting new angels. We're meeting and working with the old ancient angels. And yeah, I do too. I like the purple too. Thanks, James. So, but I mean, we're learning to, I mean, hey, how are you doing, Judy? But we're learning to move with God in heavenly places. So if you're new to the channel, welcome. We want to welcome you to the 15 Minute Rev. Um, we're here. It may be a little uh, higher up in the spirit than you are, but if you stay, you'll acclimate, you'll get deliverance and you'll just jump in and jump into the stream and start swimming and uh, getting cleaned up and starting to move into your new with Christ. But um, so there's a whole lot of new things in this stream, though. A whole lot of new things that we're learning about. Uh, new protocols on each level. We need that new level, new devil. You've heard about that kind of analogy. Um, but as we move through God's quadrants every year, um, there are times, dimensions, realms, frequencies, seasons, and cycles of the spirit within each realm and within each quadrant. Okay. So we're in the water quadrant right now, and this is the cleanup cycle. This is the first six months of cleanup. It goes until about April 30th, and then we start moving into the fire cycle, okay? The fire quadrant of C2, prepping for C C2. So you need to enjoy the time you have right now. <laughs> I pray to God it's not like it was last year. Um, enjoy this time, though. Enjoy this downtime of resting, 
because once C2 starts, you're going to wish you were back here. Okay. Especially those of you on the lower sides of the mountain. So it's a cleanup season to help prep you to go higher. Okay. So what can you be doing in this season? Um, you want to be getting cleaned up as much as you can, as often as you can. You want to be connected to deliverance ministries. Um, and every time you meet with God, you want to be asking for freedom, freedom in this and being honest with God, confessing your sins before God, being honest, operating and moving into true integrity, which leads me to the title where well, you can't hide sin and head to head warfare. If you feel like the enemy's throwing everything at you in the kitchen sink, you would be right because if we're at the end of the test. So the war gets harder as we get to the end of the test. Uh, we're moving into true integrity. And fed up with fakes. How many people are fed up with fakes on all seven mountains? Fed up with it on government. Fed up with it in the church. Fed up. And we're seeing it. And we're seeing uh, people operate in the fake. Holy. We're seeing the Balaam's prophets. We're, God, we're just seeing it all come to the surface. Because that's what happens before the fire hits. And so you need to be encouraged. Because when I get to the end of this message today, you're going to be leaping for joy. And, and I was so encouraged today when I got to the end of it. I thought, oh, my God, you're so right, Lord, you're so right. So let's start. Let's jump in. Talking about the witchcraft, uh, because certain members of the body and the new move of God are operating at very high levels of the spirit. <clears throat> so we're having to deal with the occult throwing everything at us in the kitchen sink in their desperation to stop what God is doing. Acts 5.39, Isaiah 14.27, if something's of God, if a move is of God, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. And so God's trying to get us into realizing who's God and who's not. Move that over there. Um, we're learning to trust him. We're in a trust test. But um, it's difficult to find truth in those last three weeks. If you've noticed that in the news, I mean, obviously we're not finding it in the media. But even in the church, we're, it's hard to find revelation about um, what's going on and what God is doing. What I'm sensing is that God is, as we're learning to rest at his feet, he's revealing that new information to us about our lives. Are you learning to do that about our lives, about the kingdom, about the warfare? He's telling us step by step, play by play, what's going on. And he's, and it's interesting because he's always, always giving me president Trump as a, as a, what do you say? A marker, if you will. Kind of whatever's going on, if you're a front runner, whatever's going on in his atmosphere, Trump's atmosphere at the head, what happens at the head trickles down like the oil and the beard of Aaron. But whatever's going on in that atmosphere in the natural government wise, it's happening in the front running spiritually wise. So they're trying to fade him out. They're trying to to negate his voice, <clears throat> trying to nullify him, trying to invalidate him, make him look like he's not the real deal. Check it out. I mean, seriously, pray about it. This is what I see happening. The Lord's been telling me to compare the analogies, compare uh, what he's going through versus what God's telling me. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's true, Lord. <laughs> that's so weird. It's the same thing happening to us. And so it's it's cool because in this hour, God's bringing up the unknowns. He's bringing up these things. So it's not about being somebody, by the way. See, it's all about integrity. It's it's all about, you know, where where, where do you place your heart? Where do you place your value? <clears throat> what do you value? Are you still trying to build your story? <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Are you trying to move with Christ into new glory? That's what it's truly about. Because only God will get the glory where you're moving into if you're moving correctly. You're not, he's not going to share his glory with you. 
So the days of man building their own platforms and building in the flesh are over. Let's get into the rest of the conversation. So the enemy is using the tares or evil kings, queens, priests, evil judges. By the way, people who have no power, we're not called to judge each other. We're just called to love each other um, because God's the only judge. Or evil counsels of Jezebel's demanding their own way. These are the types of people <clears throat> working against the true move of God, the true saints of God. They're people praying witchcraft prayers. They're, they're operating in the flesh. They refuse to get cleaned up. Or it's the occult. That's the same cat, different color, basically. And you know what? That's, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That just dawned on me last night. But the Lord showed me this last night. He goes, you know what? Some of these people in the church, they should just go join a coven. Seriously. Because they act just as much like hell as the witches and Satanists. Just go join a coven. You might as well. That's all you're doing. You're operating in witchcraft. Just go practice your wares somewhere else. But don't act like you're part of the true move of God or the true sheep. Because you're not. You're not. Especially if you're not choosing to get cleaned up and allowing God to remove these things from your heart that cause you to act so badly. This is what he's doing. He's taking, uh, he's taking notice. Jesus is sitting in the gates now. Uh, truth is here and judgment is right behind it. And if you've invited the king to sit in your gates, Second Samuel 19, 8, then he's doing inspections constantly, Nehemiah 2.13, to see what's coming in and out of your gates, out of the heart flow of the issues of life. If the problem started with you, then he, guess who's going to clean up first? Almost 100% of the time, he always starts with you. Because out of the heart flow of the issues, he wants what's coming out of you to be clean so that you quit inviting these things from outside of you in. Because like draws like, you see? So, remember when I told you <clears throat> that Jezebel was the front runner for the Antichrist spirit, where Elijah was the front runner for Jesus Christ? So, this is the hour we live in. Jezebels are all ramping up and amping up. You, you, you're seeing who's who, because those are the people that usually have bitterness of soul and their nasty, nasty heart conditions. Or those are the ones that belong in the coven. They belong in the coven. Um, but yet they, they show up in church every Sunday. So these are the tares. You've got tares sitting beside you in church. And, and how do you know God's people buy the warm, unconditional love of Jesus? They operate in truth. Or, and that's something else. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, I've noticed in this hour, man, it's, it's interesting to me, the people that I'm gravitating to are people who are diehards. They're like scruffy little warriors. <laughs> that's what he told me. This week, he said, you're a scruffy little warrior, Missy. And I was like, that's not a nice thing to tell somebody, Lord. I don't want to look, I don't want to be seen as scruffy. <laughs> and he said, but you are, you're a scruffy little warrior. And he said, because that's what warriors do. They, they hang on like little bulldogs and they don't let go of love. They don't let go of love, but they, they have the heart of God because they just, they refuse to compromise what true love is. And, and so in this hour, you're going to find yourself aligning with people who are just diehards in the spirit to love not to the flesh to love and and they're just not compromising they're like eh, that's not love and eh, that's not god and eh, god is love and eh, that's not god they're doing this they're, they're letting him do a, a separating and i've heard a lot of my close friends say that they're like i'm letting god remove people out of my life <clears throat> and I'm moving myself out of different ministries or things that I was involved in prior because they're not moving with the new move. They're not moving in the new wine anymore. 
A lot of it is stuck in flesh. It's stuck in an old system, dead system. <clears throat> I mean, with people who refuse to change and be changed. So it doesn't have any power. If you want power, you got to get cleaned up. And you can't get mad at the voices who are telling you to do it because we're the only ones trying to help you. And I'm not saying I'm the only tell-all be-all answer here, but I do feel like God's working and he's moving through this ministry. And so if that's you, please listen. But Jezebel's main objective, they're being released <clears throat> through their bitterness of soul and hatred for God's true people to infiltrate the true prophets and decimate. Infiltrate and decimate. How do you think that spirit spreads itself? Its main objective is to spread the spirit of the Antichrist through its bitterness of soul. And so it tries to get up into the, or create the biggest platform for itself that it can, usually through falseness. It's all done fakely. Um, and then it tries to align itself with true prophets because that's the only way it gets power. Witches and Satanists can't get power unless they tag lock connect onto a true vessel of God. And they do it through chakra points and through rune tattoos where they do these spiritual spells to connect on to you true fivefold ministers who are good, pure, and lovely. Because that's how they mix the holy with the unholy. The devil has no power. He's already been defeated. So these people's fivefold giftings aren't strong. So they, they ransack your vessel, your life, your gifts. And then you wonder why you're tired all the time. You wonder why nothing's flowing because they've blocked you in the spirit. That's what we teach you how to do here. We're teaching you how to get free, how to get your lives back and how to get honest with the Lord. So they're infiltrating and decimating. That's what they're doing. And then they get into these true prophets ministries. I've seen a huge Balaam do this right now. They just got one of the biggest mantles illegally in the nation. And it was strategic. They went after it. It was all about power. That's all they wanted was power. Power, vagueness. While they try to hurt people behind the scenes. And they're, it's just a big joke, man. And a lot of people are thinking, what have you done? What have you done? You, your father would be rolling in his grave right now. Rolling over in his grave. So, And it's because he was a true man of integrity. And this person is the biggest fake on the planet. So people aren't who they say they are. And I feel that spirit. But see, I know who that person is because I've interacted with him in the past. And God dropkicked that thing out the door and they got angry at me because I wouldn't allow that thing near my vessel. You get your butt in deliverance ministry, get yourself cleaned up and maybe people will honor you. Maybe people will honor you because you're not a true prophetess. So that's the Balaam's prophet operating, but that's what its objective is. And so you prophets who are letting it near you, you leaders who are letting it near you. You need to wake up and protect your sheep because its main objective is to get near you and pollute the head because what happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. Its main objective is power, unholy power, so that it can come in and decimate the true move of God. And you need to be attentive. You need to be very discerning. And it operates in high-level witchcrafts, bitterness of soul. It's connected to a spirit of death, and it's connected to illegal things in the natural. Illegal activities. Let me say it like that. They don't live a wholesome lifestyle. If you knew what I knew, you would run. So, let's move on. This is the problem 
And by the way, they didn't only do it to me. They did it to a lot of the ministries. Go check out the McFiles. Go check out some of these people who have been attacked by this Balaam's prophet. It's not just me. This is the problem, though. Then holy, dysfunctional vessels learning about tools and not getting cleaned up. They were told for two years that this hour was coming where they would lose power and now they're trying to take it or that power illegally. Good morning, Carolyn Rothschild or Rothstein. They're trying to take it illegally without realizing why the cherubim were put in place in the Garden of Eden. You know why the cherubim were put into place in the Garden of Eden, in the gates of the east gate of the nation, or the east gate of the, of the Garden of Eden? It was to keep the flesh out. Keep the flesh out. The Garden of Eden is the place of the Spirit only, the Spirit bearing witness with the Spirit. If you're operating in the true Spirit of the living God, oh, and by the way, that person who is trying to, that Balaam, has been trying to shut me down for seven years. Trying to shut me down because I did not want to be friends with them, because I saw who they really are. They're trying to shut me down because I know the truth about them. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of you if you're watching. I'm not afraid of you at all. Bing! That's what God's saying to you. No one's afraid of you anymore. You fake holy. That's all you are. So, if you haven't noticed, the flesh is getting demoted in this hour. And I'm sorry if I have a bad attitude about that. I'm just, I'm sick and tired of dealing with fakes. I'm tired of the sheep being stupid and duped because they're not getting cleaned up. Seven years is right, but let's get focused. But the, the, the sheep are so dysfunctional right now. The church, I was thinking about this the other day, how messed up the church is. The church is so dysfunctional right now. We've got 75% of the church that's demanding its right to stay sick under a dead apparatus. And then we have leaders, and this is something I've been taking up to the Lord about, because we have leaders who are like, shh, 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 we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to address or, sh- or we don't want to, we don't want to rock the boat. What they don't want to rock the boat about is because they're afraid it's going to affect their bottom line. Let's get honest about that. And what are you here for? Are you here to clean up the sheep or are you here to make a buck? Love is not for sale. He never was. So what are you here, here for? And so this is an hour where God is doing hard checks in people and saying, why did you even get into ministry if you're not going to be in it for the right reasons? Were you truly called? And if you are, then clean it up. Get a line. Get out from beneath death and out from beneath this dead structure and start cleaning your sheep up. And quit being mad at people like me who tell you the truth because it's the unholy, dysfunctional vessels that are causing the problems. But in this hour, this is what the issue is about. And it's but the issue's been about for two years, and God's been warning them for two years that this was coming. The shift was coming. The shift was coming. The shift has come. Truth has come. Judgment has come to force people to change. Either you change, or you'll be like the five virgins. You won't get left outside. You live, you're left without power. Hmm. So, let me see where I'm at here. So, God's here to kick the flesh out if we'll work with him. And if you haven't noticed, flesh is getting demoted in this hour because God wants to commune with us spirit to spirit. And you can't shut down the truth of God. By the way, if you're trying to do that, 
We ask God to identify it. First Kings one fourteen. If it's not him speaking, let it fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37, 38. Outside people praying against us right now. We bless their head, their hands, their feet, and their mouth. God didn't speak with their praying. If it's an unholy speaking spirit identified. Outside of God's will, God's way, God's truth. Repeal Mark 7, 13. Thank you. Galatians 2, 18. Thank you, God. Thanks, God. I've stationed seraphim angels around me right now. Hebrews 12, 22. In the airways and my frequencies right now, station the holy angels of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. But flesh is getting demoted. And God wants you to know who he truly is. He loves you. He loves you. But those demanding to stay in the flesh are seeing that their lovelessness is getting them nowhere now. Their their lovelessness has caused them to lose, lose power. Lovelessness means you didn't get cleaned up. You're choosing to stay in the flesh. So they can spin their wheels and fight a holy God all they want. But the only place that's leading them now is into judgment. Which brings us into Exodus 30, 11 through 31, 18. Lamentations 3, 37 to 38. 1 Kings 1, 14. So back to my point. The topic matters. Are you still stuck in the lie? Religious perceptions or working in the flesh? Or are you moving out and through? Are you willing to be willing? Because I think it's it's scary in the hour that we live. And the enemy planned it like this, by the way. And God, by the way, there's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. So God's not going to take you somewhere that would hurt you. So if you're unsure about the way in which you should walk in any situation, activate um activate psalms 37:23 activate psalms 37:23 amen there's two yep you know what don't get discouraged hang on okay hang on stay with this message cap you'll be encouraged at the very end of it cuz god's doing a new thing so as as we're getting cleaned up right now That's what's bringing you closer to the promise. That's what's bringing you closer to the promise. Don't let time. See, we all live by a season of seed plus time equals harvest. The enemy hits you in the test of time. Can you outlast the enemy? And and it wasn't it Abraham and Sarah who waited, I don't know how many years for a son. And so some dreams are so big. God has to take the time to prepare you. And the enemy will fight you. He will fight you. But you know, the best news about that is if something's of God, you can't stop God. You can't stop the dream. I'm going to get to that in a second. You're going to love this. It is such good news this afternoon. Let's get on into the message. But God came to free. He came to free us. Where religious perceptions came to ensnare us. And if you know anything about redemption, it's a free gift. Salvation is the free gift of love. Love is a free gift. And as God brings his front runners forward, there's a line of demarcation being drawn between those who are getting free, the true champions of God, from this apparatus of religion, the thinking of religion, the dead structure that tells you, you have to be who I think Christ is versus who he says he is. It's man's perception of Jesus when only Jesus can give you a perception of his own heart. I can't reveal uh, 
who cries to you, I can try to give you an example, hopefully a good example. Sometimes double truth doesn't always lend the best example, but um, I can try to tell you all day long who I think he is, but unless God reveals it through the spirit, you're not ever going to find out. So that's seeking him and you'll find him. So some will get it. Most will not. And some will die for their right to be wrong. You ever thought about that? When Jesus told us we were not the healers or the spirit that gives prophecy, nor the spirit that flows from the throne of God. He is Connie. It's good to see you guys. He is. He's the one that operates in all truth. And you know, and it's a scary thing when there's so many voices out there and, and so many people vying for your attention. And I find myself, my best friend told me, she said, you know, Missy, God is not the author of confusion. She said, too many voices confuse you. God's not the author of confusion. You need to let him lead you to where you should be and stay there. Stay there. Stay there until he dismisses you or releases you. And so I'm like, that's cool. I'm good with that. I don't like convolutedness. So anyway, God's the one who does all these things. And the problem is that so many sheep or tares, um, have no identity. These people um, who have been coming in and into the church, I think everybody's looking for answers, first of all, in this day and time, but not everybody's coming to God with the right heart. They're not coming to God with the right heart and they lack identity. So they're finding out about these new tools and about the fivefold giftings and about the courts and they have no identity. So guess where they get their identity? They get their identity from these gifts when the gifts are just tools. That's not who God wanted them to get their identity from. God says, um, you're beautifully and wonderfully made in my image. What are they released, Father? Collapse at Numbers 14, 9. Galatians 2, 18. Thanks, God. Nullified. Thanks, God. Block it. Genesis 8, 2. Thank you, Lord. But they're getting their identity from something that it's just a part of their vessel. It doesn't make any sense. And so they get, if they clean up, they get cleaned up. Their gifts would cease uh, to be that in their life. But so many are not getting cleaned up. So now not only do they not have identity, their gifts are not working. So they're just becoming little drones walking around without power. That's what's happening because they chose to stay the same. They settled for a lie. So true, true authenticity comes from standing before God. That's where true authenticity comes. Being able to stand before him where you are, how you are, flaws and all, and knowing that you're loved despite the fact. Okay, and being okay with yourself. I know I have flaws. I'm a scruffy little warrior. I, I kind of like who God made me to be. <laughs> I, I'm just, I can't help but be who I am. And so it's like, Hey, how are you, Erica? It's good to see you. It's good to see you. You should join us over here on YouTube. If you can, come on over. But I like you down here too. Don't worry. I'm looking at you down here. <laughs> We're going to talk to you down here too. It's good to see you though. So, <laughs> exactly. I know, right? Okay, so when you get your, you know, I had this, I had this issue myself about 25 years ago. I was going to this little treasure chest church and the, the power of the Lord was in that church. And, um, it, it, I knew God was there, 
because I had an issue one day when I walked in, I was tired of these people giving me like laying their hands on me and pushing me down. And I told the Lord that night, I said, I, I am not, um, I'm not giving any courtesy falls. I'm not Lord. I'm not doing that tonight. I was like adamant I, before I walked in the door. I was like, I'm not, I'm having this discussion with, I'm not giving any courtesy falls. I'm not going to be these religious people. Just don't do it. Just keep them away from me, God. And he's like, just pow down, brown cow. Just pow down, power down. I'm like, but I just was tired of the fake holy. I'm like, where are the authentic people? Where are the people who really operate in the power of God? And I, and I walked in and I knew this is where I messed up. I knew that the, the, the apostle of the church was really a true apostle. That's where I screwed up. And he said, hi, he was so sweet. He said, hi, Missy, how are you? And I thought, oh, it's good to see you, Pastor so-and-so. No, 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 no. I walk, I slink over to the back row. And this little prophet in these overalls with this little bitty, this cowboy hat was beside him. And he said, you, he points at me, what's your name? And I slink out of my aisle and I'm like, I'm Missy in my rebellion. I'm Missy and I'm rebellious. And <laughs> I didn't say that. So, but I, 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 he calls me, he goes, come up here, come up here. And the pastor calls me up and I'm thinking, okay. And I thought, okay. And I was still kind of agitated. And, and the pastor goes, we're going to pray over you. Is that okay if we pray over you? And I said, I'm thinking, what are we going to pray over me about? And like, well, just the Lord told us to pray over you. And I was like, okay. And all of a sudden he starts praying in tongues. He's like, and my knees start to buckle. And, and, and it's like, I'm, I'm having a hard time standing. And then he goes, rah, da, 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 da. my knees buckle some more. And did it the third time. I fell flat on my face on the ground, flat on my face. And that little prophet in that cowboy hat bends down beside me. And he said, what's your name? And I said, I'm looking to the side and I say, Missy. And he said, Missy, Miss Missy. He goes, um, never, never um, deny the Lord when you know he's in the room he said don't ever do that he goes never challenge the lord when you know he's in the room he goes always come in with a spirit of humility when you know he's here i i never did that again <laughs> was like okay god i won't ever do that again i'm really really sorry i did that to you lord but it taught me a lesson it taught me a really really valuable lesson and i wasn't trying i mean i was i was in a spirit of rebellion i was in a spirit of rebellion because i was in my flesh and I was like, I just, I was honestly though, I was halfway right, but I was wrong. And I wasn't willing to honestly own my own heart condition because I was tired of the fakeness. I was tired of people trying to force me into a structure that I knew wasn't God. I knew it wasn't God. I knew God knew where I was at. He knew that part of my heart, but I was wrong because I knew he was in the room in that place. So when you know God's in a place and you're challenging him, God says, I'll meet you more than halfway. Trust me. You don't want to challenge me in this new place because I will more than meet you halfway and I'll knock you to your knees in a spirit of humility for daring to challenge a holy God. This is the new place of the new move. I don't know why I brought that up. That's for somebody. Um, I don't normally talk about that. But anyway, so identity is really important in this hour. Do you know who he truly is? And so the new wine, this new move contains new power, that new part of God's heart. But it's challenging a lot of different leaders within their own hearts right now. Are you who you say you are or are you a fraud? I've had so many call me a fraud. 
without getting to know my heart, yet they're the ones stuck in their flesh and their nasty heart conditions. Because I won't compromise and get stuck right along with them. I will not bow down. And they, they take on this attitude of two wrongs make a right. Two peas in a, in a pod. Two birds of a feather flock together. I don't want to fly with you. You can't fly. You're a turkey. I want to fly with the eagles. I don't want to be stuck. I've, I hate that apparatus. I have hated it since I was a kid. I still loathe it. It's not God. It won't ever be God. I've seen that apparatus hurt so many people including myself for just for the sake of man and his arrogant pride and thinking in their fake holy that they're they're God over people's lives and they judge people instead of loving people. Where's the love in that? There's no God in that. So for me, this scruffy little warrior, I'm just telling you the truth. But I think they're afraid of not only the truth, but of being exposed and wrong. When they're already exposed, so they fight in their flesh illegally, like I did that day, to take things that have not been cleaned up. They've not been cleaned up for. So they're, we've got people in the body now. They get these weapons. They they stand in these big places, but they don't have the pureness of heart to operate there. And so they are legally standing there, and they keep getting spewed out. Are you getting spewed out? Because it's going to frustrate you. It will disqualify you if you continue on long enough without doing things God's way. This is how imperative this hour is. Let's move on. And so this is what Saul did to David. So you have to keep running with God, David. You got to keep running with God if you want to keep moving forward into this new move. Don't let the Sauls discourage you. So in this hour, we need to know that honor is God's ticket in. Honor. Do you honor him? No, not yourself, him. How, what do I mean by that? Okay, I'm going to be blunt with you. Can I be blunt with you? Honor is encapsulated by many things. If you've been following us on the Monday Night Lives <clears throat> with Sonia, Sonia should be on here. Um, but honor is something we've really, really been talking about because honor is the only ticket into the new move of God. That's the Monday Night Lives I'm going to tell you about. So, Catch the new, catch the Monday Night Lives. Uh, and she's not the only um, instructor on there, by the way. I'm going to be teaching on there. We have about four other different instructors that are going to be teaching on there. Go catch us. But these are building, thanks, Cynthia. These are building blocks for you to get your foundation rebuilt, to come back into honor. So if you're catching us with uh, on Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays, that's the free platform. If you want to be a member you have to join for about 25 a month, but then you get access to all of our libraries, all of our prayers. You get access to all of our team calls on top of that. And your, your uh, running, your front running starts accelerating. Your run and your walk start accelerating in Christ really fast. I don't know why that is. It just is. But you, you have accessibility to a lot of different information other than just what's on there. So honor then is encapsulated by Honoring leaders. That doesn't just mean just because you've been a leader for three years that you're honorable. Because a lot of leaders have uh, fallen short right now. They've lost firepower. So it's all about the heart condition. It's all about the heart. Um, do you see things through God's eyes? It's all about coming into alignment with God's ways. When God says no, do you know how to move with the Spirit? It's about tithing. 
It's about learning ranking, ranking, uh, armor bearing. It's about a lot of different things. Learning to move with God's spirit when entrusting his spirit, when he tells you, no, you don't go. When he says, whoa, you go slow. And when he says, go, you run with all the flow. That's what you do. You're learning to move with him in heavenly places, but you know who's God and who's not. That's a big thing about honor. And, and it brings in true nobility. It's the good, the pure, and the lovely. We take on, start taking on the qualities of God and you come into a safe environment with people who want to serve God like you've known him to be. You've known love to be. And you start getting cleaned up so you can dwell with him in heavenly places. You can sit beside him in heavenly places. That's the best part. James is one of our newest members. He's rocking cool. Um, so honor doesn't, I'm going to be blunt, doesn't include brown nosing or networking so that you can make money. It's not about any of that. It's not about kissing up. Nothing like that. Those are fleshly attributes. These are worldly attributes that you do in a business environment. This is not a business. Kingdom is not a business. It's a ministry. And it's supernatural. And it's, it's about us stepping into the heart of God and learning about his ways, his will, and his character, the way he does life, the way Jesus walked through life with people and knowing that there were no perfect people. And so it's not my job to judge you. It is my job to love you. It's a job. That's the only job I have if that's the, whose business I'm about. So... We have to align because in this hour, God's saying, I'm not for sale. I'm not for sale if you're operating in that dead, that dead thing. Look at that. They went, should I answer it? Should I answer that? Put them on live. <laughs> that is true. Who is your first love? You're right. Is Jesus your first love? That's what he's trying to figure out. He's discerning of hearts right now. He did it with the Pharisees. He's doing it with God, his people right now. And by the way, we're going to get into that here in a second because this is a conversation where a lot of people are saying, oh, Lord, 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 I know you. I know you, all the sheep. I know you. But they don't know him. They're terrorists because they're still working for their salvation and they're still trying to work it out, stuck underneath this dead apparatus of religion. So you can't duplicate God's work by human effort or coming near the heart of God in a common way. You can't do that. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. You'll get judged. So, when God wants a job done, he calls workers in and then he equips them his way. And then he gives them the plan for the task. Do you feel like you've been given a task and you're like, God, I just feel like you're doing something big in the earth and I don't know what it is, but I want to be a part of it. You ever feel like that's you? And I think in this hour, so many religious people are being shocked by some of the people God has equipped. Because they were so sure that it was them that he had chosen in their fake holy. I'm not digging. I'm not dogging people. I'm just shooting straight. But their dead structures that they're operating in got them disqualified. You feel like nothing's happening. Are you stagnant? Have things stayed the same? If that's the case, then that chances are you're underneath that apparatus. You need to get free. You need to step into deliverance ministry. And if you know anything about kingdom, kingdom's not man-made. So in this season, then God's looking for people willing to pay the cost to come up higher. It's going to cost us something. Come up into the Shekinah glory. They cannot be bought. 
They're not perfect people, but they have identity and authenticity. And they completely reject fake holy or the dead system, that old dead system that so many are stuck in. They know the difference. And they're seeing the, the pain that it's caused and the, the poverty that it's caused. They've caused. They see the death that it's caused. Those places are dead churches. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know why so many people choose to stay stuck in a dead system. It's the main reason their blessings and their power aren't flowing. Hey, Patty Ward. Yet, you know, the devil has got these people so duped that they've become miserable and their dreams and callings have been held up, yet they're so sure they're right, while their lack of movement proves how very stuck they are. So you can't argue with them. Don't argue over theology. Just keep moving. Which brings us to Matthew 26, 47 through 68. We're doing pretty good on time. The Lord's asking you, man. He goes, what do you value? Good to see you, Miss Ward. What do you value? Have you ever heard the analogy people put time into what they value? They put their money into what they value. Yet we have so many people, and I did this at one time too. I remember I went into this evangelistic meeting one time, and this woman's like, if you give me $200, I'm going to heal your back. First of all, Jesus didn't heal for miracles. He didn't charge you for miracles. People give in their worship of the Lord. They, it's not a duty, first of all, but they give in honor of the Lord. They give out of gratitude for what he's done for them. And he doesn't charge them. Jesus didn't go around holding a credit card machine saying, if you just put your credit card in my little credit card machine, I'm going to heal you. It'll be great. Everything's going to be great from this point on. He didn't do that. <laughs> they looked at him like he was crazy. What? What? I'll just go. To, come on over here with me to the Walmart. and We're going to get you fixed. <laughs> come on over. He's going into all kinds of crazy things at Walmart. I don't know about that story. God bless Walmart. <laughs> okay, I'll stop there. Stop there. So what do you value? What do you value? Um, what rules you? What you value rules you. <clears throat> okay. We put our time into what we value. And when life presents us with opportunities, we can find ourselves seeking out things that serve our heart and what our heart's truly seeking. Whether those things are of God or not. You find out what you value by the things you're participating in. So out of the heart flow the issues of life. And in this hour, God's exposing all heart conditions. He's finding out what we value, who, who's healthy, who's not, what propels us to look for those things in life, to meet our fleshly needs, to find out what's God and what's not. Thought about that? I didn't think about that until I did this today, until I read the, the quiet time message. I thought, wow, that's really a great way to depict that, God. Kind of makes it blunt. <laughs> okay. I guess that's what he's having to do in this hour. But the Jewish leaders did this. They were driven by this mentality of performance orientation and having to work, 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 work. And we think about work or works orientation only being in the church. It's everywhere. It affects you in every aspect of your life. At your job, it affects you in your family where you're just driven. You're driven to get Make a million a year, or you're driven to have the best wife, have the best husband, have the best house, have the best car. See how that works? That's works orientation. That's where you put your time into what you value. So anyway, he was so truthful, yet authentic. And he didn't serve their narrative of fake holy. And the only thing that Jesus was focused on was the opportunity to serve the Father and bring Him glory. 
to help complete heaven's story, not his own. If you know anything about that, it was interesting because we get into the motives of the heart when we talk about when Mary Magdalene came before Christ. Awesome. I'm glad. Stay. You're welcome. Um, but Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. She'd been a prostitute. And Jesus saw her heart. And she came in and poured the alabaster box of oil on his feet. And because she valued him, she knew he was loved. She knew he was the real deal. We have so many people looking to be loved in this hour that were, they're being duped by false power. And so this is the line of demarcation between Mary Magdalene and Judas, because Judas came in and all Judas could say about Mary Magdalene's efforts was to criticize her. I can't believe you'd waste that whole box of alabaster oil. Do you know what a offense that would be? <laughs> Saying that to the God of the universe? I can't believe she poured out all of her oil on your feet. <laughs> That's basically what he was in, inferring. And I'd be just like, oh my God. So Mary Magdalene had the opportunity for heaven. And she gave glorif glorification to God. Where Judas used the same opportunity to criticize not only her, but God. So whose heart condition was wrong here? And so nothing given in love to God is ever wasted. Do you understand the power of operating in true love? The true, warm, unconditional love of Christ? The warm, love is the most powerful force on earth. God is love. So the problem that so many people are so hurting in this hour is because they don't know the God of the universe, for one. They don't know Jesus. Jesus is God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you don't know Jesus, you have no way to the Father. He's the only bridge. The only way to the Father is through him. But he's love. God is love. And so it's a universal language. When, and when people run into it, it's like a precious treasure trove that they never want to let go of. Because they're like, oh my gosh, this is so real. You're so authentic. This is the real deal in Christ. And so Mary Magdalene was depicting God's true heart where Judas was depicting the flesh. And so Mary Magdalene was actually showing the truth. She was depicting the truth. And the Spirit bears witness with the Spirit. So if you don't have the infilling Spirit of God's true love through Christ, you can't give what you don't have. You understand? And so people are wondering, why am I not loved? And why do I feel so alone in this world? And why is my life so hard? And why am I drawn to the occult? I'm being honest. I was drawn to it at one time. I went to a, what do they call them? A fortune teller. It opened up my whole life to a gamut of demonic activity. And it made my life worse, not better. You might have had a little bit of information for that moment, but you open yourself up to a trove of demonic activity. And so then I've spent the last 20 years having to battle it and how to understand it. We've done that. But then I came in to encounter the true power source and the power of God. And I'm thinking, wow, th there's no comparison, man. But coming into true, warm, loyal, loving, godly people in the way I've always grown up and known Christ to be. Because Christ is the, the truest depiction of who God the Father is. He's his son. He's, a, he's an extension. Are you a true son and daughter? of the king if not you can't sing you can't sing the song of heaven 
You can't. You can say you're going up and you're making your way up through false realities or false power, but it won't lead you anywhere in this hour. So God's doing a lot of demarcation, and He's showing that people that are allowing their flesh to rule, <clears throat> allowing their fresh flesh to rule. Excuse me, like Judas did, and then where they end up wasting their whole life, and where they could have been living a life in true abundance. That's what God is out to do right now. So Jesus loved being with his disciples, even though he knew some would betray him, one in particular, and he knew that all 12 would end up passing away because they'd be, uh, they would be killed for their faith. He knew that. But greater love hath no man than the one who lay his life down for a friend. And so in this hour, just like back then, Christ, just like in this day and time, Jesus is watching. God is watching and inspecting all hearts who say, Lord, Lord, who do you call Lord? You can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So Lord's saying, find me while there's yet time. Find me while there is yet time. Because time is of the essence right now. The clock is ticking. We've got... Two people groups vying for which, whose time they're going to keep. But God said, your times are in my hands, not in anybody else's. Psalms 31, 15. And if your times are in my hands, then I've got you. I've got you. Nothing can touch you. Nothing can pluck you out of my hand. And you don't have to leave until you're satisfied, by the way. That's the best news of all. So God's looking for who's truly with him. Jesus is looking for who is truly with him. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. And he knows who's just giving lip service. But God is looking for a people group sold out because of true love. We've got people dying to be loved in this world right now. Dying through addiction. <clears throat> dying um, by serving false gods. There are so many different people, but they're empty. They're dead. I don't know why you would want to waste your time on something that's empty and dead. It leads you nowhere but to death. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. So he's looking for diehards. He's looking for scruffy little warriors who truly want to operate in the true, deep, warm love of Christ. Not for what they can get out of his presence when he shows up, but because of the free gift that he gave them when he showed up the first time through Christ. It's a very rare commodity when you find it in this hour. So many people's hearts, you know, to me, I believe the enemy's ploy is to get so many people duped into the false army. Do you realize? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you realize that the enemy, Lord says, in the end times, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. So every vessel has five full giftings. They're un, they're, they're un, you can't give them back. Um, they're irrevocable. Your vessel's been born into the earth. You have a divine destiny that you were put into the earth for by God because you're made in his image, whether you serve him or not. Um, but the Lord gave me this vision like 35 years ago where I saw Jesus and, and, and he was showing me this arrow going up in, in his vessel and how you grow up in him. And he said, you're either, if you stay in the flesh, you're either going to be serving in my army, the Lord's army, or you're going to be serving in the enemy's army, Satan's army. You want to know why? 
because in the end times, God poured his flesh out on all spirits. So the fivefold giftings were activated by the spirit of God, the father. He activated your gifts and then in the moves that started in the earth. Okay. And so we've got some people looking for power, but they're not getting cleaned up. And then we have a whole people group that don't want to serve him because they, they want to serve themselves. They want to be their own little G. They've been taught, be your own God, be the best that you can be. Yet their lives are a mess. Their lives are, are raked with uh, addictions and compulsions and early death assignments and all this stuff. And, and, and so God is like, I came to set you free. And, and it seems like such an easy uh, task or an easy solution that it's so easy that it just goes right over their head. Like, oh, that's just too easy. I can do it. Can, life can just not be that easy. Oh, you freaking Bible thumpers. You're all alike. No, I'm not like anybody you've ever met. <laughs> I'm a scruffy little warrior. So my thing is, is that what I learned, because I was just as rebellious as the rest of people. And, and I came out of TV and film. And what I saw was just an empty people group looking for answers. And I thought, well, this is, this is not what I know love to be. I don't believe in using people and hurting people. I don't believe in trying to belittle people, any person. Thank you, God. Um, but I believe that, you know, we're called to love each other, not judge each other. But that's even been polluted in this hour. Truth has been polluted this hour because people don't like God's version of truth. Well, if you get to know God, the way, the truth, and the life, then you're going to love his ways. You're not going to make up your own rules as you go along because your rules, your flesh never got you anywhere but into a deeper crisis. Okay, so going back to these two armies, you're either serving in God's army, who's on the winning team, we've read the end of the book, we win, or you're serving the loser. That's the only, that's the only two choices you get. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to make up any lies to you. That's what the book says. Go read the book. So this is what we're dealing with right now. Father, we call in 2 Kings 6, 16, warding them off in Jesus' name, bind their head, hands, feet, and mouth, sever them off, Genesis 3, 24. Don't do that. Let's talk about, honey, can I, can I minister to you here while you're here? Don't call upon your G. Just, just listen to me. Give me a chance to talk to you. Um, I see your mom. I, I don't know what was going on. Your mom was... Strong personality, still is actually, strong personality. Not such a great connection with you. But God really, really, you're looking for a way to get out of the control and you've looked for control all your life to get control of a chaotic situation. By trying to serve what you're serving, it's not going to get you there. It's going to draw you into deeper darkness. And God's got such a huge plan on your life. You're a scribe. You have prophetic abilities, which is why you're drawn here, but it's for more inner healing than anything. And I'm not afraid of who you think you serve, but that's not the God of the universe. He's actually out to kill, still and destroy and to drive you to an early grave. And so he has no power over me. I'm not afraid. I've stood in many different pentagrams. They don't harm me. They have zero power over me. Um, and it's because I serve the true and living God. I'm speaking to you. 
And so you came here with a reason and seeking information. We're, we're more than happy to help you. We're more than willing to help you. So anyway, um, we can't duplicate God's work by human effort, though, or coming to God in a common way. So out of the heart flow the issues of life. And Lord saying, you put your time into what you value. And so now God is exposing all heart conditions. He's showing us who we serve and who's healthy, who's not. What propels us to look in those directions for fleshly needs and what propels the heart to submit itself to a holy God. And if you know anything about Jesus's time, Jesus faced these same dilemmas because the Jewish leaders were driven by this as they were into all the pomp and the squalor during his time. And they hated him because he was so truthful. But when truth walks in the room, he can't help but be who he is. That's, that's what's happening with God's people right now. We can't help but be who we are. Because if Jesus be for me, who can be against me? And if he's speaking through me, then I can't, I mean, I can shut my mouth, but why would I want to do that if it's going to help so many people? So he's here to help you. And they hated him because he didn't serve their fake narrative of fake holy. See, all these other little G's that everybody's been serving are called fake holy. Fake holy. And the only thing Jesus was focused on was an opportunity to serve the Father and bring him glory. To help complete heaven's story, not his own. I'm glad you're here. So if you know anything too, um, if you don't have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, of God's true love, you can't give what you don't have. So Jesus didn't, uh, Judas didn't have it, and, and he couldn't give what he didn't have because his flesh was ruling him. So he ended up wasting his life. And so we're moving on through the conversation. And Jesus recognized it back then like he recognizes it today. And you're not going to be able to move into the new with anything that's not true. You understand? You can't move into the new with anything that's not true. And if you're not being true, truthful with yourself, or you're drinking the Kool-Aid and getting caught up in another spirit that the world's mixed up in, which has infiltrated all seven mountains, by the way, you're not going anywhere. But this is the best news, and this is, this is the best news of the day. And this is what gave me a lot of joy today. That no matter what others do around us or to us, no matter what others do around us or to us, Jesus is in complete command, just like he's here right now. I feel his spirit all over me, like strong. He's been here all morning, strong. And the Lord was telling me this morning that he was trying to get the true sheep to believe in him, in his word, regardless of what they feel, what they don't sense with their fivefold gifts, what they don't see yet, and that God is good, and he's good for his word. And we're not dependent upon anything but ourselves, within ourselves, to bring that word to pass. Nothing is contingent upon you to make your future come true. You understand? You're okay. God bless you. Glad to have you here. Um, so, nothing, your future is not contingent upon you to bring it to pass. 
only upon God. And he's the only one who performs the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So if he spoke your promise to you through a true prophet, this is the best news of the day. He spoke himself into your situation. And it says God watches over his word to perform it. If Acts 539 be true, if something's of God, you can't stop it. Hallelujah. So if it's something is his will, and if that will is of himself, if the vessel speaking to you was of him who spoke it, it will come to pass. But you see, you don't have anything to worry about within your future because God's in control. Nobody can steal it from you. Nobody can pray it away. Nobody, the devil can't steal it. Nobody can steal it. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. And then God said, it's not my will be done. Your will be done. It's thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So now do you understand why it's important to get out of the flesh? You understand? Because nobody else can get you into the desires of your heart that you long for. Only Christ. And he's so good, he watches over that, which concerns you. Because the flesh can't do anything but pretend to be like God when it has nothing to deliver. Isn't that the best news, man? <laughs> We're going to go a little bit over. We're almost done. Moving us into Psalms 32, 1 through 11. The Lord's saying, don't try to hide your sin. Don't. I mean, this sounds like a generic can of green beans, but it's so true. And this is actually the psalm that came out of David's repentant heart. After he'd committed adultery and he tried to hide his sin. And the Lord said, don't ever try to hide your heart from me because I know all. I know all. And we live in an hour where all is being revealed. Yet so many are so arrogant to think that they can hide their heart conditions or sin. That God is purposefully allowing them to be exposed with no power because they refuse to acknowledge it. They refuse to acknowledge their sin before him. Why do you think a lot of people are losing power in this hour? Either because they never had it, <clears throat> because they operated or operated in a false system, or because they lost it for disobedience. And humility is everything about getting back into the presence of the king. Humility is the only thing that will get you there. The higher we climb in love, humility is the only key that will maintain God's spirit. Because he'll be the only one. God's going to be the only one who's going to be high and lifted up, not us. So we have to deal with the pride in our hearts that keeps us apart from the higher things of God in order to keep climbing. And when you refuse to confess your sins, the Lord must deal with you in order to get your heart right. You see where he's taking you right now? Do you, you get the point? I don't know how much plainer he has to be. So as the longer you wait, the more miserable you will be. And this is what happened to David because he refused to face the debts that were against him in heaven. When we confess, we eliminate those debts and the cleanup process begins. The four things David knew he had to face was that the first thing the heart issue the debt that was against him and then he had to face the pain within him david knew he messed up he knew when the prophet came to him he was like oh he wasn't stupid and sometimes god's discipline is very painful but sometimes 
Pain is what we need. It's needful. As David became an old man carrying a heavy burden, he knew he couldn't move any farther until he dealt with his heart condition. Are you dealing with your heart condition? Or are you still trying to act like, oh, it's no big deal. I can continue on in these ways. It's not going to affect me. If this isn't going to affect my future, yes, it is. It keeps you out of it. And then you have to face the flood around you. You have to face the difficult circumstances that your sin created, like David did. Pardon me. Because David found himself having more more to deal with. I'm sorry, then he... Then had he not sinned, he had to learn to move through deep waters with his family to deal with the pain his sin has caused. Remember all the issues in his family. And then you have to face the road before you. Sin has consequences. You know that, right? So David had become like a stubborn animal that needed to be broken. You don't want God to fall on you. You don't want the rock to fall on you. You want to fall on the rock. Because when you're out of the will of God, your decisions, no matter how good you think they are, are outside of the will of God and what God originally told you to do will often create more problems instead of solving them. So your way gets in the way. And then your way gets harder. Did you know that? So David went from being a obstinate man or a guy who was acting like oh nothing's wrong there's nothing wrong i'm king into being a very very convoluted and troubled king because until his heart learned to sing the song of heaven and get in alignment with truth nothing stopped nothing stopped i didn't okay i see what you're saying so He finally went from silence to singing when he finally got honest with God and confessed his sin. So confessing, aligning with God is the key to staying in alignment, moving higher with God's spirit and staying in the new move. So fake holy won't get you there. Your flesh won't get you there. No other power will get you there but love. The only thing that can reestablish your relationship with love is honesty and integrity with God. And that's honor learning to honor God and learning to do things his way. As we wrap this up today, I want to thank you guys for joining me in this 15 minute rev. Even everybody that's joining, I I always try to honor all people and love all people. Um, Sometimes I will correct you on here. (laughs) That's just who my truth's nature is. But I do try to show everybody love here and trying to talk to them and stuff. So I hope you have patience with me there. But I hope you go out and have a great weekend as we wrap up with Proverbs 8, 27 32, where it states, I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. Who do you think he's talking about there? He's talking about Christ. I was there when he set the clouds above and when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. Ooh. I was his constant delight, rejoicing, always in his presence, and how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. And so my children listened to me. For all who follow my ways are joyful. Isn't that good? Jesus is sitting there telling you. He said, I've got a way to do things. I've got a way for you to live life. If you'll just do it my way, 
If you just do it my way. And let me tell you, I used to always look at all these these Christians when I was I'm not serious about God and I was doing my own thing. <clears throat> and I used to call them Bible thumpers. I'd get so frustrated and my my family would come in because they were strict Southern Baptists. And I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I know God. Right? I didn't know God like I know him now. But then when I got to know God, it, it broke my heart. Because I realized all the things I missed out on. All the time I wasted. Um, and everything, doing, demanding to do things my own way. And I realized all the issues I'd created in my life. And so everything gets so simplified when we do things his way. We cease to live in the chaos. And, and Jesus removes all the entanglements and all the things that so easily beset us. He removes them himself because we've learned who's God and who's not. I am not God. So I'm going to go eat some Mexican food. I hope if you were here, I'd invite you. But you're not. So I'm going to go do it with my family and <laughs> hope you've got some great plans for tonight. Um, if not, uh, hopefully I'll catch you then next Tuesday on the 15 minute rev. Don't, don't forget about us. Um, if you want to join, um, don't go over to our website, Ezekiel'sWheel.org, Um, and, and go, uh, consider being a member because you get so much access to so much information and you get quick healing. I mean, God guarantees it. You'll get on a trajectory where things will start moving very, very fast around you. Get you cleaned up. You'll have a church family. And we love to have new people. We love, love, love you. Uh, we pray about you. So anyway, I'll see you Tuesday. You guys go have a great night. And I'll see you then. Bye-bye.